and welcome back to Unseen, the podcast where we chat about some of the brilliant projects happening at Queen's Hall Arts Centre. Each episode will go behind the scenes and lift the curtain on all the planning, inspiration and graft that it takes to turn amazing ideas into amazing projects. And in the first few episodes of this podcast, we're going to be doing a little bit of a deep dive into the Unsung Heroes Project, which is a project celebrating local people through song who have made a difference in their communities. And in our virtual studio today, we have me, I'm Bridie Jackson, a musician who works in the area. And we also have Katie Taylor, um, Artistic Director of Queen's Hall Arts. And we have Dominic Smith, who is an associate curator at Queen's Hall Arts. Hello, gang. Hello. And I think it, in this episode, we are going to be looking at one of the songs for the project, which is called Blanket of Love. And this was written for Vita Collins, who was who is a coordinator of the Cumbrian branch of Linus. And for those of you that are unfamiliar with the charity, this charity um, make blankets for terminally ill children and their families to bring them some comfort during their hardest times. And they describe these blankets rather touchingly as a hug that you can keep. Vita was nominated by Linus volunteer Jenny Terry, who reflected on her incredible ability to inspire and to bring people together to do this really important work. And in this conversation, I was lucky enough to talk to both Jenny and Vita about their work, their friendship and their love of crafting. Let's listen to the episode. It's lovely to be here with you both. Thank you for taking the time out to to chat to me. Um, and what we're going to do to start things off, um, it would be great if each of you could introduce yourselves um, a little bit about how you know each other and also a little bit about how you came to be involved with the Unsung Project. So Jenny, because it was Jenny that I met first. So Jenny, would you like to start? I'm Jenny Terry and I am a quilter but only in a limited way because of my various disabilities. I met Vita through the Reavers quilting group in Carlisle and it was through those meetings watching what she organised, how people helped her, how everything evolved that I felt that I could offer something but I can only do very basic sewing because of my eyesight. Um, so I, Vita lets me make quilt tops and then other members of the team, including Vita obviously, make, put the layers together, make the quilt and Vita is in charge of distribution and all that. So that's how I came to get involved in the group and I have had so much benefit it works two ways yes they benefit from the quilt tops that me and others make but I personally get the benefit of having this feeling of being still able to contribute something useful to life um, and from that I get a tremendous psychological boost 
So as I say, it works both ways. And what Vita is fantastic. She, everything just fits around Vita. So, you know, she's the one. <laughs> that is just so lovely. So, um, Vita. She's going to be embarrassed. <laughs> but I'm telling you Oh, it's so lovely. I mean, these things are a bit embarrassing, but they're also lovely, aren't they? That That's the thing. They're, they're both at the same time. So, Vita, would you now be able to answer that same question, sort of a little bit about how you came to know each other um, and and all of that, and also talk a little bit about, about the organisation that you're involved with? Yes. Yeah, um, my name is Vita Collins, and I've been a quilter for, I don't know, over 40 years. Um and my husband is in the Air Force, so we moved around a bit, but I always managed to live wherever we were stationed to either join a, a quilting group or um, start a quilting group if necessary. And uh, when, we, when we came to retire, I joined the group Carlyle amongst other groups, and that's why I met Jenny. And I was always, and of course, Jenny knows, I always say she's one of my heroes, but she's never grumpy, although she could be. And she has so many challenges, but she just hits it on the head. I mean, she's she's just, I don't know, like I said, she's one of my heroes. And she always said, well, she would grumble, nobody would like her, but we like her tremendously. And I, I don't think I could do what I do without Jenny, because I think most of the cool tops, um, are actually from you um, because she's just so prolific. And I think the other thing I, I thought she was ever so thoughtful when, when she has to go to appointments, she would you, take her hand quilting along. So rather than sitting there being frustrated wow. waiting for an appointment, she would actually stitch away. And I thought that is such a good um, choice to spend your waiting time. Isn't it? And I mean, her, her talks wonderful and uh, I think I could I could nearly provide all the quotes just for the earth Jenny because you are just so prolific <laughs> and I, I like the other thing I learned from, from Jenny was how to place colors because I think we all most uh, quilters we were slightly fabric obsessed <laughs> and, um, you always find what you never love but Jenny has shown me how to place fabric, sometimes in a really unusual way, but it works. You mm. know, she, she's slightly unstructured, but she, she just has this special feeling for placing colors. And I, I don't think you can learn that, although I copy a little bit, but I think it's one of your very special talents, Jenny. Absolutely. Can, can but I you know that I've told you already. What is so lovely about this conversation already is, it was Jenny that nominated you, Vita, but it sounds like it's actually a bit of a mutual fan club here. It sounds like you just think the world of each other, which is so lovely. We do. We do. Can I just show you what Vita gave me today? Yeah. Can you see? <laughs> so I will, sh if you hold it, it up, it, I will read it. It's a certificate awarded to me by Linus, via Vita, for the work and the quilts that I've made. Oh, lovely. Isn't that lovely? It's she made lovely. my day with that this morning. <laughs> I bet. And, and oh, for, I love it so <laughs> for people that have never heard of Linus before, how would you describe what Linus does? Because there might be lots of people out there listening who actually would really benefit from the work that you do. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think the most unusual thing about LIAS is although we have coordinators all over the UK, we actually have a local um, charity because it's local people quoting for local children. Um, so the, the coordinator will have a designated area. I mean, you might go across the borders if needs to be, but um, you, you have a special area that you can concentrate on. And for example, on this side, um, of course, Jenny is on the other side. I have a lot of um, charities and schools and hospices that I work with, um, but everything stays very local. Although I always say in the North, local is very big, isn't yes. it? Because <laughs> you have to go forever sometimes to um, go somewhere else. Yeah, and um, it's also it, so you obviously hadn't heard about Project Linus Bridey. Well, I have. I've heard uh, since since I met Jenny. I've I know I know a lot. I'm more thinking about the people that are going to listen to this podcast that perhaps have never heard of have never heard yes. of Linus before. But it's always interesting. You know, I I hardly ever meet people outside my quilting world that have heard about it because we don't advertise. However, we are online. And if people are interested, it's it's re, it's a very well laid out, laid out website and they can actually just uh, click on projectlinus.org.uk and um, all the, the, the coordinators are listed by county and region and they can actually directly click on their telephone number or their email to make contact. And of course, those people are probably um, the, the best links for us because they will know about those children that would benefit from a quilt or a blanket because that child might not be known to the schools or the institutions. And that would allow us to give that child a quilt because we make, we make quilts for... Um, well, traumatized children, ill children, dying children sometimes, although we don't want to use that word often. Um, but refugees. yeah, <laughs> my husband is just whispering, and Ukrainian refugees. Yes, <laughs> yes. well, of course. Um, yeah, we, yeah we, we do work with the refugee groups too. But of course, our, our main aim is, is to reach an individual child that would benefit from having quit. And so, you know, our motto is, or our mission is, sort of a, a, a quilt is a hug you can keep. And that. your words, you know, then they make me cry when oh. it's, it's just exactly what a quilt is about. Yes. And if you see a child, you know, when it receives a quilt, the first thing they do is they hold it to their throat or their face because it's warm and it's cozy and it's comforting. So your words were just oh, absolutely wonderful but I suppose that's what you do all day long um but it, for me it was very special well I thank you so much for saying that I really appreciate it and I, sh I shared this with Jenny the last time I spoke to Jenny but um I think the reason that Linus resonated so much with me when I heard about it is I I had a brother a younger brother who who sadly died um and I think when I heard about the work that you did I could just imagine how wonderful and supportive that would be for families who were going through these kind of tragedies. And it really, really moved me to think that people that wouldn't, you know, you'd, a lot of these families, I assume you don't even know them, but yet you still care about them and you still that want to help them. But yeah, 
that you do that with people, for example, like you in mind. And we also, um, if if there is a child that has cancer or is dying or has a, a, a traumatic experience, we also give quilts to the siblings. Yes. And of course, on your side, I don't know if you know about the Chin Up charity. And I was just talking to Liz yes. yesterday because the quilts we make, of course, are for the children that, well, the child that is dying or has a life-limiting um, illness. But, of course, we give the quilts also to the siblings. And she said it was heartbreaking because they're fully booked again. So I'm going to go over next week and bring a take a whole stack of quilts. But she said the most heartbreaking thing was that she had to phone people during COVID and it was cancelled. And, of course, by the time you make contact again, mm. those children are not there any longer to 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 go to that house so and i think i think the the other thing just just like jenny said it works both sides i mean for me it works anyway because i just have a fabric addiction so i have to buy fabric <laughs> when i see it and that gives me an excuse because i do something good for it. but the other thing is um it makes me feel good and it makes the receiver feel good. And that was the same with Elizabeth yesterday, because sometimes, because we had been talking before COVID, and we all get to this very frustrated thing sometimes. So we think, Argh. and then you, you're faced with a child that's in a very stressful situation. And you can actually do a tiny little bit about it. Then you can change our family feeling about sort of nobody cares kind of thing, just through something like that. And we enjoy making them. I think if we wouldn't enjoy making them, I think it would work. Um, I, I, well, I think. Um, yes. But yeah. Yes, but it has to work. It has to work both ways, doesn't it? And I, it's really, I've really picked up on Jenny saying that, that too, how, yes, of course, you're doing really important things for the people, but of course, you must get something out of it yourself as well and it'd be really oh, interesting absolutely. yeah it's really important isn't it and 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 Jenny it would be really lovely to hear a bit more about what you meant when you said that that, that it absolutely you get a lot out of volunteering yourself well I personally have always been a very active person and it's only been over the sort of the last well I I've been in a wheelchair more or less for the last 10 years and I have lost the ability to do a lot of things. And for me, doing making the quilt tops is, and I only make very simple quilt tops. I, I do, I can maintain that element of um, being able to do something myself and not have somebody else do everything for me. Although I have to admit, as John's sitting here, he is extremely helpful. He will <laughs> cut the fabric for me. He will lay the patterns out on the floor. He will pick them out up in the order that I want them. So he is a tremendous uh, bonus. But what I, else I would like to say is that not just us who actually sew the quilts or do the quilting or whatever, other people pay a great, and I'm sure these will agree that play a great part as well. Yeah. I now am fortunate enough to have a sewing room which is full of, of all sorts of scraps of fabric. 
Now, I'm not quite sure whether I'm going to live long enough to sow them all, but they're all donated by people. Mm-hmm. Um, people who don't necessarily sew, they don't make mm-hmm. quilts, but they have the fabric. They want to help. So by giving the fabric, or giving it to me, <laughs> um, it is going on and on, and that child at the end receives something that they get something from too. Yeah. Now, one of the groups that I belong to, I don't belong to it now, but I did, made quilts for the um, cancer patients at the, um, what was that? Newcastle Newcastle Teenage. Yeah, at, at the RVI for the Teenagers Cancer Unit. And they had a special dinner. And at the dinner, well, when I say a dinner, you know, a buffet sort of thing, various members of the organisation and the audience stood up and related their tale of how a quilt had come into their child's um, possession and what it had meant to the child. And later, when unfortunately the inevitable has happened, how the parents have also benefited from keeping that quilt that had meant so much to their child. Oh, that's... It, it can reduce you to tears. It really can. That's so poignant and beautiful. That's really, just really touched me. I think it must have been at least three years ago. I don't know if you remember, Jenny. There was a young father, 42. He was dying. He was in the hospice. And the hospice contacted us. And there were three children and a baby on the way. Can you remember? Yes. And so this lady said... um, you know, you made the quilts for, for the children. I remember that I said to, to the social worker or to the nurse at the hospice, because she mentioned that she was pregnant, said, can, can we make a, a, a quilt for the baby? And she said, the children have already chosen one. So this lady then asked her supervisor if she could stop for a moment. And she actually showed me the picture of this unborn baby that, you know, had lined the And that was... She or she was was a little girl. She was standing in her cot, and the quilt was right behind her. And I thought, what a moment! I mean, it really made me cry. But it was so appreciative. I mean, how wonderful is that? That's and, lovely. But very often we don't hear anything. Yeah. Can I also say, Bridie, that mm. as well as the, I know you're talking about the Linus project. Yeah. But as well as the Linus project. Vita mm. organises support for lots of other local organisations. Now, she could, t- I mean, the list is, is sort of that long that receive these quilts. Um, so, you know, the work she puts into the whole thing is, is incredible. Every, everything has to have somebody with a butt, finger on the button, doesn't it? Well, Vita is the one with the finger on the button. Keeps me out of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) But but what Jenny sort of put her finger on there, I think, is 
you to make things happen in communities, you need people with different skill sets, don't you? People that are willing to step up and do different things. And I know that one of the things you do, Vita, is part that Jenny Tom is part of the organisation, the vet you work with, is that you're very good at bringing people together and involving people. Yeah. And that's obviously seems to be something that you have a bit of a passion for involving people, bringing people yeah. together. But I think, uh, well, most of the ladies that I meet, um, of, of course, they're either crafters or sewers. And it's also a social thing. Like during COVID, we met in, in my garden because I have a bit of a bigger garden. And we, we just took the material from there and they took it home and then brought the quilt back next time. And we called it um, our garden rave because we're all a bit long in the tooth. So I thought we thought it sounded a bit trendier <laughs> than just a, a garden quilt meeting. And of course, I, I couldn't do what I'm doing. Not people like Jenny, or I have so many people from the Reaver group that have, and local people. I mean, all the way over to Appleby and Penrith. And I don't know if you know uh, the Just Shop in Penrith. No. no. Uh, Jenny probably knows. Yeah, I do. And I mean, uh, uh, Pat and Peter Swains allow us to use them as a drop-off. So the whole area that goes over around Penrith, they all drop their quilts off or their knitted blankets in their shop. And, uh, I mean, during COVID, Peter even came over and brought me the fleas because I, I use an awful lot of fleece because we make a lot of quills. And um, I might be good at contacting people, but it's really the other people that may enable me to do that. And my husband, for example, he actually bought himself a long arm quilter. I don't know if you know what that is. It's, yeah. it's a massive sewing machine. And uh, he has quilted hundreds of quilts for Project Linus. And mm -hmm. I always say it's, it's a good promotion from a recce pilot to a long arm quilter, but I'm not sure if that really counts. But that's I what it. I think anyway. I just want to, to mention also during COVID, we worked, of course, I worked with um, the family service in Carlisle too. We actually managed um, to produce 17 quilts with their, you know, according to gender and age, with their names on. And then they had a Zoom film night and they all sat there with their own quilt, with their popcorn, watching the same movie. And I thought that was such a good thing to be involved in. Oh, how yeah. lovely. So, you know, it's things like that that are really rewarding, yes. It's so heartwarming just hearing these beautiful, beautiful stories. And I guess... And, and please, please only, you must only share what you wish to share, but it would be really lovely to kind of get an insight into your backgrounds, both of you, and what led you to wanting to do this, this amazing kind of contribution um, to, because it is so amazing that the, the, the work you're willing to do for other people. And I wondered what kind of drove you on to do it. In my case, I have been interested in bits of fabric. Yeah. From before I probably could even remember anything. I was a sickly child, spent a lot of time in bed. Right. And my mother used to give me bits of cloth and things. And um, she used to buy me little sixpence dollies from the shop across the road. And I fashioned clothes for these, you know, no, nothing spectacular, you know. And 
all through my life I've had access to fabric. Mm. Right? But um, as a profession, I was an I'm I was an accountant. John and I had a practice that we worked together until finally John decided it was time he hung his pen up um, uh, last year. Um, and having always been active, having always been interested in material, colours, textures, all that sort of thing, mm. um, it was just a natural progression, really. I didn't want to make clothes anymore. I didn't. My children were grown up. They didn't want anything from me. Um, and I graduated to, I have a, bo a room upstairs and I have I was it seven or eight huge quilts, all hand sewn, made of one inch squares. Um, and having done that, I needed another outlet. Okay. Yes. And Linus and Vita with Linus helped to fulfill that for me. Yeah. I mean, Vita mentioned my thing about colour. Mm. I used to teach flower arranging in my spare time. Um, and um, the colour connection really comes from that. Oh, you know, it's just, just a roll-on effect, you know. But our working lives were in accountancy right the way through. Isn't that fascinating how little different parts of your story have all sort of come together to, yeah. to, 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 to create the kind That's of work that you're doing well, now? I, I, I tend to talk a bit haphazardly, but uh, I, just a funny little thing on. John, obviously, is a chartered accountant, was, um, and he will lay the quilts out for me, right? Now, you know an accountant's theory, everything has to balance. <laughs> <laughs> when John lays out your quilt, you know, he has to have the corners matching and he likes lines and things, you know. He doesn't do a haphazard anything. There is a, a you know, a, a, a balancing theory through the whole thing. And I have to say to him when he's laying things out, no lines today, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, Vita, kind of the same question to you. It would be fabulous to hear a bit more about your your story and, and what's led you to, to doing the work that you're doing with Linus now. Well, it wasn't my intention. Um, after I moved here in 2002, I was a member of many quilting groups. And one of our local groups said, I'd suggest that we make a quilt to raise money for the ambulance. And so we, we, uh, we more or less copied a quilt that I'd made years ago, but it worked really well for the purpose. And then we thought the easiest way to rough it off was to do a quilt show. So we did a quilt show up at Holborn Gate. And um, one of the ladies that contacted me was the lady that sent us in Cumbria, and that was Anne Patterson. And she's, she said, I was, you know, I'm, I'm just so naive. I don't know when I'm hooked. And she said, I, I, I really want to talk to you about quilting. And um, I want to tell you something about quilting that you probably don't know. And so we had lunch at some point. And then she said, I'm the, the coordinator for Cumbria North um, for, you know, for Project Linus. I've never heard of it. And then 
she sort of hinted on that she thought I would be the right person to take over from her. And I definitely not. I don't want to be involved in any more um, charity work. I've just come up here to garden and to quilt in my own time, and, and that's it. And I mean, she was so persistent, <laughs> and she's just enormously clever. And I'm a little bit so. And she had organized, uh, we had made quilts for uh, James Rennie School in Carla. And uh, we had arranged then that uh, to, to give James Rennie some visibility and uh, the Reaver group. So they brought six of their children strapped in little wheelchairs. And then um, I asked one of the teachers um, if, I, if I could give, I think there were some children that were walking, but the girl I was looking at, I said, can I give that girl a quilt? So I went over there, took a, a really nice pink fluffy quilt, and I was going to tuck it into the strap, you know, where they're sort of mm -hmm. strapped in to, to the wheelchair. And she, she moved her hand and she pulled the quilt up and she said, night, night. And that was it. I was just totally hooked because that gave me such a buzz. And and just I think she just smiled from ear to ear, like to say, there you go. Now you motivated. And it's little things like that. And I didn't want to get involved at all. And then I said, oh, yeah, okay, I do it for a while. And now I've been doing it for 15 years. So <laughs> but every year I say, I'm keeping my you know, I'm I'm looking for people that might be suitable, but it's 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 probably well, I don't know. I should just do it. And just like Jenny, I have too much fabric, so we should probably just carry on. But it's, and you know, it's it's a sort of just like you, Bridie, you, you play with words, and I always thought, especially up here in the north where we have so many social problems, um, I always think, you know, with every stitch we improve the local fabric, which is a bit silly, but it does help, you know, especially when, when you meet people that, I mean, at one stage, we, we also make quotes for the NSPCC. And um, you know how, how the sort of 14, 15, 16-year-olds in Calais, they're really rough and tough and they don't need anybody. And uh, they, they had their Christmas party and they were giving out quilts. And of course, those teenage boys, they don't want anything to do with that schmoozy stuff. And he said um, that nearly all left and this one boy came back and he said uh, to her, well, you, you know, those blankets or whatever they're called you had. And she said, yes. And he said, I don't mind if, if you want to get rid of another one. So that was his way of asking for quote. And I thought that was just so good to hear. And then she said, one of his friends came the next day and asked her if there was another quilt for him. And I just think that those boys, never mind what happens in the end, because you only have that tiny little moment, don't you? Maybe they just have that little bit of a thought that some people in their community have made something for them or have shown that they care for them. Because I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's the care. And it's so beautiful in, in your song, you know, that ah, it just goes straight under your skin. Because it's it's that, that hopeful love, never mind how rough and tough they are, that hopeful love that you can hopefully give with some warmth what, in whatever form. Um, yeah, sorry. I just nutter too much.
No, that is just, don't be sorry. That was really beautiful. And that is kind of what this podcast is about, kind of just letting letting people talk, talk about the thing that they're deeply passionate about. Because whenever people talk about something they're passionate about, they speak brilliantly because they have so much they want to say about that thing. <laughs> and it's just been a real privilege to listen to you both talk about this. And I just... Uh, wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to um to chat to me about it it's just really wonderful it really really is can i just say i it when i saw the um the original article in the current um and the the title unsung heroes and that i mean beta was came to my mind straight away and course Joyce they don't ask for anything as a reward they don't you know they just give and give and give yes we get the pleasure and enjoyment but you know it's just what is you know and they nobody publicly says thank you or whatever you know the queen doesn't say well thank you you've done or anything like that you know (laughs) you just have to Having been given the opportunity to um, bring somebody's fantastic work to public notice, it's, it's just great. Yes. Uh, and I think also, if people listen to this podcast, if we just point out that, of course, there are Linus coordinators all over the area. So if they know of a child that would benefit from that special hug, please do contact us, because I think that is the, the it's just very special when that happens. I'm so pleased that you said that, Vita, because I was about to say, first of all, is there anything either of you want to sort of plug right here, right now? But but also, how do people get in touch if, they, if they've if they heard anything in this conversation that's really chimed with them? Wh- where do they go? But it sounds like there's this really good website and it's organised regionally so people can go on. It is, and it's really easy to use. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. And presumably, you'd also quite like more volunteers if 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 people have a bit of spare time and a bit yes. of spare fabric. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I got an email this this morning, and it was a lady. She uh, she obviously clicked on the website, and she's going to knit a blanket for us because we. I also not every coordinator also accepts knitted blankets, but I do for the infirmary, you know, for the special baby care unit, and I also. Um, some of the mental health group that do uh, perinatal care, mm-hmm. they will take knitted blankets. So, but there are lots of patterns on the website um, that they can choose from, yes. And the, the, the other thing we do besides, um, or I do, I have a small group. I have Linus Angels. We, we meet every now and then in, in that small group that Jenny joins sometimes too. Okay. We also make request quills, so like bespoke quills. And um, we have we have been part of something, you know, of some very special group. For example, um, they can then tell us what they want. One thing that came comes to mind was uh, there were two sisters. Um, one got pregnant for the first time, all excited, contacted her sister, and she had just been diagnosed with terminal cancer. So the hospice contacted us and asked if we would make a memory quilt for the sister so she could she knew it was going to be a girl so we actually made this 
to her specifications, she wanted feathers and pink and uh, stars. So we made that special quilt for her so she could give it either to her sister or to her new niece. Um, oh. And we didn't always hear the end of it. But I think it's just so special that we can do that. Um, mm-hmm. is that, that means like, like uh, Jenny, she said she just makes the tops, but she recently, um, we are just talking about it this morning, the hospice had, had said they needed a quilt for, or two quilts for two little boys, three and five. And uh, their father, because we, uh, we always say the parents can request, oh, you know, whoever is dying for better, mm-hmm. um, can tell us what they want. And then hopefully we get it ready. And then I get it to the hospice and then the parent can give it to the child as a special thing. So and I, I think um, we are just so privileged that we can do that. And with the two tractors, it was a weekend and I couldn't find any fabric in my stash and uh, everything online would have taken too far into the next week. So I went through the tops that Jenny had given me and I can't even remember from which month they were. And would you believe it? There was one perfect suitable one and another one that I just slightly changed and I put some tractors in. And um, I'm, I'm not sure how long the father lasted, but he actually gave them to his sons because he was a farmer. So it's just so special for the children to have that. And of course, it's so special for us that we can actually be part of that. I mean, it doesn't change anything. It just changes that little thing. But um, it's, it's a bit like you can't change the world, but, you know, you can just do that little thing. Well, that you can do. And we can quilt somehow. <laughs> Probably not... Not as, um, as Jenny said, we, we don't do average quilting. I don't think my quilting actually has improved at all in the last 40 years, but I still like, I still like making them. Yeah. It's a way we can use the talents that we have to help. Yes. I mean, yes. it wouldn't be any good anybody asking me to bake a cake. <laughs> you know, I can make a quilt top. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. But that's why this kind of thing is so wonderful, isn't it? And often why volunteering is so wonderful, because you can utilise something you're very talented at and very passionate about oh, to really good. make an impact on yes. someone else's life. And it's amazing. Oh, it's definitely. It is. And it's, yes. it's, been a real, it's been a real privilege for me to talk to you both and to hear your extremely moving stories. And I, I, I just think when people hear this, they're going to be just amazed by by hearing this it's just so beautiful and so moving and and really very special what you're doing and thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about it i really appreciate it so that was the amazing and inspiring vita collins and jenny terry from the charity linus so what did we take from that conversation it's nice because I, I think it's really interesting about the volunteering because obviously we use volunteers at the Queen's Hall. We couldn't um, be an art centre without volunteers. We have about 40 on our books and hearing what it does for the volunteers is really interesting. That's a conversation we don't often have. Um, the benefits that it has for the volunteers as well as what it does for the organisation. I thought that was really interesting listening to Jenny talking about what she gets out of that. Um, I thought that was really, really interesting. 
And I thought it, the relationship between the two of them was um, really touching and, and interesting. Yeah, yeah, you could tell there was a lot of uh, mutual respect in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, and I, I totally get what you're saying about um, the exchange that happens when you volunteer for something as well. There was there was that moment where the the young lad says, um, "I'll take one of those blankets if you don't want one," and the way that they handled that with respect and care was a really interesting moment in that as well. I really love the the phrase that they used that a a quilt is a hug that you can keep as well. Yeah. That was uh, that was really nice, yeah. And it made me think about um, our response to what are huge and really difficult issues. So thinking yeah. about how we support families who have terminally ill children is um, really tricky, isn't it? Um, it's something that um, could be quite difficult to deal with with your own mental health. Um, and I was thinking about that in relation to Ukrainian crisis and things that we see on the news that feel too big and too overwhelming. And this sense of everybody doing a little bit, everybody doing something improves how we feel about these huge issues um, that we can't, nobody can solve those problems on their own. But if everybody does a little bit, it makes a big difference. And the importance for people of doing something when they're faced mm -hmm. with these huge issues, um, that's really important. So something like people donating and, and, and giving things to a charity can be really important, but volunteering can be part of that process as well. Yeah. Yeah. I thought what was also interesting is the way that they talk about their crafting, which is so beautiful. And it made me want to yeah. uh, pick up my needle and join in and, and do that, but also about how we underestimate crafting and we don't see it as important. And in some sense, when they were talking about how they don't value their fantastic skills, and although yeah. we couldn't see their quilts uh, because it's a podcast, we could, we could because of the way they talked about them, and we knew that they were incredibly skilled and beautiful, but they maybe didn't um, think that themselves. Yeah, I totally agree, and I... I loved particularly Jenny's answer about how she got into crafting and making quilts from, I love that story that she shared about that literally from being a tiny, tiny child, she, she was unwell <laughs> as a child and her mum just gave her bits of fabric to sort of, you know, to, to, to play with essentially when she was on bed rest. And she, she literally, that was when she started being a crafter. So she, it's been a comfort to her and a creative outlet her entire life. And now she's using that talent to help others, which I just found really profound and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, Bradley, how did you go about taking that story, that knowledge about uh, Vita, and turning that into a song? So, and as I just I disclosed in the interview that I have personal experience of this. My brother was terminally ill and, and died um, when I was um, a young adult. Um, and so I, I did, as all songwriters do, uh, that I lent very heavily on my own personal experience right. of that that time, and I guess of holding on to a person, holding on to a moment, because sometimes that's all you have with someone that you love uh -huh. who's dying, 
um, that's all you can do. You can hold them and protect them in that moment. And that, so I just very much sort of used that experience, but then also played with the the kind of metaphorical concept of a blanket, you know, quite heavily, like mm -hmm. that thing about there always being a thread between you and the person you love, even when they've gone. Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah, so for me, it was quite a personal experience writing this particular song. Yeah. And can yeah. I ask, Brody, yeah, did that make it more difficult? Um, it was really interesting that you say that, because when I first received that nomination, I was like, oh, this is going to be tough. Um, and this is going to really tug at some, you know, old wounds. Um, but actually, in a funny way, it did the opposite because it was actually just really sweet and touching. And like the sensitivity that they utilise in the, what they do made me feel really, it's a very, very overused phrase, but it made me feel seen. Uh -huh. And the fact that in the charity, they specifically reference siblings of terminally ill children as mm -hmm. well. And it was really lovely that they specifically acknowledged siblings as part of the work that they do. And that made me feel, yeah, like, as I say, really overused phrase, but it did make me see, feel quite seen. And I, that's why I thought yeah. I can't conduct this interview if I don't talk about it mm -hmm. to them because yeah. it's, it would be very odd not to. Um, but it was actually really lovely and quite a healing thing to speak to them. Yeah, it was a positive thing, very much so. I'm really, I'm really pleased to hear that. Yeah, and my kind of final thought on it is, it reminded me of um, all of those times when people go away, whether it's a bereavement or, um, in my case, it was my children going off to university, and I made them blankets and quilts to take with them, and it was oh. that sense of having a bit of home. Um, but it wasn't just, in, it was probably more important to me than it was to them, um, in a way, that I felt like they had something yeah. uh, that, that tied them to home and, and reminded them of me and the rest of their family. But that's that same sense of something going away and, and, and the homeliness of a blanket or a quilt and the personalness of it that's really important. But yeah, it made me think of that. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. I love that. So this takes us to a good moment to listen to a bit of the song. And this version of the song is arranged and performed by Leon Fussell. song Brody how does that make you feel to hear somebody else singing 
singing your words. It's just lovely. Yeah, I just, I love it. I love that sort of the, the, the passing something on and seeing what someone does with it differently to how you would is, is just great. Yeah. So that takes us to the end of the podcast. Uh, to find out more about this project and uh, find out about all the other brilliant things that are happening at Queen's Hall, visit queenshall.co.uk and check us out on most social media platforms. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.